1: What up everybody welcome to another episode of the corner podcast Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale back for another week of combat sports talk this week starting it off with MMA we have UFC 283 coming up this weekend big pay-per-view for them first pay-per-view of 2023 we have some announcements If you haven't heard already, John Jones is back. We're going to talk about that. The UFC is going to have a new heavyweight champion. We're going to talk about why that is as well. But don't worry, we'll get to boxing and pro wrestling later on in the week. So you'll still get your fix on those combat sports. Make sure you guys listen to all three. If you love all three sports, if not, listen anyway. Learn something new. It's a fun week in combat sports this time around. But Dre... It's MMA for us today. And Francis Ngannou is no longer the heavyweight champ of the world for the UFC. Whose fault is
2: this? The UFC's fault. I mean, that's pretty simple. Listen, uh, everybody knows the news now. Yep. Ngannou has been formally released. No uh, competition, no match. He's done. He's done with the organization. And... I've said it a billion times, like, I wouldn't let him fight. I wouldn't let him box. And But that's the UFC's fault that that door was ever opened in the first place because of Conor McGregor. Everybody's not Conor McGregor. No, but if you open the door, that means means your rules aren't really your rules, right? You can't say, oh, well, he can fight, but you can't. What's the reason? There's really no reason why Francis can't fight if Conor could. You could say he's a bigger star, but contractually kind of got around that shit. So why can't Francis? I don't agree with the decision, but if that's what that man wants to do, that's what he wants to do. But furthermore, if uh, everybody's probably heard the Helwani interview now where Francis talks about health insurance, Francis talking about representation, Francis talks about a a non-extension three-fight deal. Like he talks about a lot of things that should happen in the UFC, So they can't monopolize the market and fighters and their futures. And the UFC was having none of it. They didn't budge on anything. So the UFC is the UFC because of what they do. But this is 100% on the UFC. I don't think, as we talk about this more, I don't think this is a great look for Francis in the long run. But I do think that hopefully other fighters are paying attention. It's like, "Mm, maybe, you know, if, if the heavyweight champion of the world who is holding your title, can't get you to budge on anything except money. That's the only thing they talked about is money. Yep. If, if they won't budge on anything, what does my future look like if I'm the number seven ranked welterweight, or the number six ranked weight or even the number two ranked featherweight? Like, you have no leverage in their negotiations. It's take it or leave it. So, yeah, it's 100% on the UFC. Uh, they, they blew it. Here's the crazy thing. Last week we talked about Dana White. And why the news wasn't such a big deal, him slapping people, well, <laughs> his wife. <laughs> Excuse me. And I mentioned through all the conversation, I said, it's because he, you know, MMA is just not this mainstream sport. Like, people don't take it seriously. The heavyweight champion of the world has just been released by the biggest MMA organization in the world in, in the world. And you saw nothing on like any of the ESPN, Fox Sports One. Barely a blip. And on the bottom of the line, maybe the scroll maybe, marquee.
1: Maybe. I don't even but, know if it made the ticker.
2: Yeah, it, like, what, like, this is why it's not the big of a deal. Cause who could take this shit seriously? You released your heavyweight champion of the world, released him. He didn't lose. Just wanted a new deal. That's crazy. I mean,
1: I guess he wanted things the organization doesn't offer, right? Like, it's possible, but they don't do it like we could it's possible to have universal health care we see Canada have it that don't mean we don't have it right so it's one of those things where it's like yo we don't do that we do give out money like so if if you're looking at the books and saying you guys are making money hand over fist I should have more money I should be well paid alright we'll give you the dough. they were going to give him
2: Lesnar money like I don't, that's for one fight like that dog that, is it, it, all right so john contractions... read up for eight fights and we'll get to john yeah. in a second he's a lunatic right he's got nothing better to do with his life i mean let's just be honest man you signed with a company for eight fights and the and you know using steiner math here your your purse drastic go down when you're not the champion <laughs> right yes significantly uh, if anybody's heard Ronda Rousey's contract when she was with the UFC, she was making, you know, a couple million a fight. At the moment she lost the title it was like half a million. So that's ridiculous. And I think, if, if, again, if you listen to the Hawaiianian who Francis mentioned, all this shit started when Francis said, let's take a fight by fight. He told Dana that. And Dana didn't like that. Now, I'm sure Dana has another side of, of the story, but they don't operate on one fight like boxing, which they should. And as as a as a uh, as a footnote, the Ali Act is getting introduced in the Supreme Court again this year. And if it passes, all hell's gonna break loose in the UFC because uh-huh. that'll get rid of the UFC title. That'll get sanctioned, like there might be sanctioned bodies put in place. Like that'll it'll change everything. But as of right now, Francis said, Hey, I want a one fight deal. You know, if this fight, then we should renegotiate. If I'm the champion, I should get more money. If it's a bigger fight, I should get more money. The UFC's like, no. We're going to pay you this and, no, this to come, this to show, this to win, and that's it. Gives you no leverage. Yeah, the UFC doesn't do it, but Francis is trying to change shit. And the fact of the matter is, is if Connor could change things, that means they can be changed. They, this shit isn't written in stone. Anything can be changed if they really want to, but the UFC didn't see Francis as a big enough star. And it was like, fuck it. Go on about your way. And as a business decision for the way the UFC operates, I don't necessarily disagree with it being a business decision. I just don't like how the UFC operates with their fighters.
1: No one is bigger than the the three letters to them. And they don't really hide that, right? Like Dana's the biggest star. The company is bigger than everyone. Maybe Dana aside, because really if they were in hot water, like, you would say Dana would have to go, but I don't know. Dana like, could go and they'd be fine. Dana no, could they, go and the UFC would be fine. Not according to Dana. No. But yeah. <laughs> the fighters, the fighters would hurt, Trey. Yeah. They, they, that's they like, would.
2: That's like Trump saying, if I'm not president, America's going to shit. Like, that's not how this shit works, man. The UFC is a well-oiled machine at this point. Hunter Campbell could book all the fights and do everything, yeah. and they'd be perfectly fine. They just wouldn't have Dana White. It's, It's ego, man. It's ego and narcissism that runs the UFC. No one lasts forever. It's just the,
1: the end will be all of it. Like, it's going to need someone else to run it eventually. You look at the greatest franchises in the NFL, kids are running this, right? Like, the kids of prior owners and the Mara family, the Tisch family, because I'm a Giants fan. All these people, like, it's been handed down to kids. Like, I'm a Yankees fan. It's this is Hal Stein, Steinbrenner's team now. You know, George is gone. But the next man up and they run it however they want to run it. So, yeah, there, there's always someone new. The UFC just believes no matter who's running it, what it was built on is what it's going to maintain. And that is not health care for all fighters. That is not a fighters union. Like there's players unions and all other major sports promotions. Nope, we weren't built on that. We're not budget. So all of these things, they're like, the only thing we'll budge on is money. And really, it's maintained the same percentage of revenue pretty much since the UFC is open. People said they underpaid fighters. Yeah, but then they bump up pay every now and then. But really, that's only because revenues have been bumping up. So fighters still probably get 12, 15 percent. Even giving and are offering Francis a deal with like eight mil per fight or for whatever fight, if he keeps winning, I'm sure you can't knock it down, right? So it'd be like eight, 10 mil for as long as you had him. It's $30 million over three fights, let's say. He said he wanted to fight John Stipe again, and I forgot who else, but he had like three fights line, lined John, up.
2: two fights with John and one with Stipe. with Stipe.
1: It's like, cool. So let's say you get roughly 30 mil from those three fights. Like You're still probably within the 12, 15% payment share because you cut so many veterans or if they've now aged out, Shogun Hua is going to be his last fight. He's the last pride fighter left in the UFC. So the end of an era, pride never dies, though. But you you pay vets more because they've been through more and they've been with to promotion more. You're just bringing in kids and Dana White Contender Series people to replace them. So they're, they're never going to, I'm not going to say never, but few are going to last long enough to get back to the payment structure of the guy you just let go. So you got to be substantially great to last that long or get to that level. And by then you're selling so many pay-per-views that you're still not really getting your work. So their model is, is on point. It just came down to Francis saying, one, do I want the money possibly to set my family for life? Or can I get that elsewhere? And two, do I want the stage? because you mentioned the UFC and MMA is so small and you barely see them releasing things. Other promotions are even smaller than that. For for all purpose, Listen, DJ is an amazing fighter. Demetrius Johnson, Mighty Mouse. Gone. Gone. He, I think he's been on one podcast or something. Like, in America. Gone in the overall scenery of sports. No, no one cares where he is. You know, Pitbull is one of the best fighters in all of MMA. People argue that if you have, you know, Volkanovski on the top of the UFC pound-for-pound list, that Pitbull could beat Volkanovski. And if you look at that, like, he's arguably number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world.
2: 80%
1: of MMA fans have no clue who he is. Because he's in Belgium.
2: 80% of UFC fans, not MMA fans. UFC UFC fans. fans.
1: I mean, I would say the large bulk... Of fans, if you take them as a whole, quote-unquote fans, people who pay and watch, 80% of 100 are UFC fans. And 20% are overall MMA fans. So, yeah, okay, let's go 60% overall MMA fans have no clue who Pitbull is. So it's one of those things, like, you may not be seen again. So you want these fights with Tyson Fury, you want to box, you want to call out Deontay Wilder. You don't have the platform anymore. The longer you're out of the UFC. If he gets it right away, cool. But the longer you're out, the more diminishing your platform is. So it, it's it's one hell of a conundrum. Cause I I would say Francis didn't do anything wrong, but I'm not sure if Francis did the best thing for Francis. But he's gambling on himself.
2: Yeah. So he's like 36,
1: uh, 37, right? Like the time uh, to make money is now. It's just, that's tough because you're you're going to be out of the the public eye for what it's worth. Like, no next Black Panther movie for you, but Usman would be cast again. You know, like, there's a lot of perks that come with being in the UFC.
2: Yeah, yes and no. So, on one hand, the legacy Francis doesn't care about because that's shit we care about. That doesn't feed Francis. Legacy is like, the greatest heavyweight of all time, it's like, in his head, he's like, who cares? It doesn't get me paid more. It's just y'all talking about me. But if I'm pouring Desolate on the corner and you guys go, man, I remember you were the greatest heavyweight of all time. I'm fucking broke. Who cares? <laughs> so the stage doesn't necessarily matter to Francis. The money matters. And yes, it was allegedly $8 million for the one fight, but I, I, I'm, I promise you it wouldn't go up. I promise you, Steve, he wouldn't get paid more for the Stepe fight if he beat John. Promise you, in that contract, if he lost to John, his money drastically go down. If he were to oh, fight Steve A, whoever whoever else. There is no, there's no comfort, there's no flexibility, there's no independence. There's nothing. You're you're an athlete, right? You're a contracted athlete in a, in a league where in other leagues they're getting paid way more than you. Right, yes. NFL players like Lamar Jackson reportedly turned down a two hundred million dollar guarantee with one thirty six, and the other after the signing and all that shit. Two hundred million, Francis ain't in that. I mean, he's not getting boxer money.
1: He no, went he's to not. that
2: Tyson Fury fight
1: against Dillian White. Came in the ring afterwards for all this, yeah. like I'm a box Tyson Fury started,
2: and Tyson made forty mil to fight Dillian White. Yeah. So, so Francis is looking at this and is like, the. The odds of winning an MMA fighter so much different than in boxing, right? Like you can get put yeah. in shit fights and still make a lot of money. In MMA, you could get put in a very difficult fight on a fifteen and fifteen, right? Yeah. And then you lose, and your leverage is gone. Like they, they don't match you up light, lightly. For fans, it sucks because we want to see Francis fight John Jones. For Francis, this doesn't suck because he's looking at it as I'm not getting any leverage. I'm not getting what I want. And, and if he, if what he's saying is true. Some boxing promoters have reached out to him. Now, he believes in himself. I don't believe in Francis when it comes to boxing. I think Francis gets smoked by a Deontay Wilder. I think what Francis is forgetting, and, and I don't know who to blame this on. I guess i guess a place to blame on Francis. The heavyweight division is fucking healthy right now in boxing. Oh, yeah. And everybody's chasing Tyson, Usyk, these belts. Joshua wants to fight Wilder. Like, Joe Joyce is hanging around. If any of them fought Francis and Gano, it doesn't get them any closer to a world title. None of them. Like, you fight Francis, as a sideshow. And people are like, all right, cool, but it didn't help me become a champion. Might get you paid, but I also think Francis is drastically overshooting how big of a star he is. Yes. Like, he's not that big of a draw. No. Nah. I, I don't want to say if I was Francis, but there's a part of me that wishes that Francis could have negotiated, like, a two-fight deal. Because if you beat up John Jones, let's just say he fought John and beat him up. Funny enough, he said he. it sounded like he said he wouldn't be ready for the March fight regardless because he's still rehabbing that knee. Yep. Even getting still. If he were to fight John Jones and I, I know that this is I'm, I'm I'm hypothesizing here, but I think they offered Francis to fight with John. They said, John's going to fight regardless. Is he going to be with you or without you? And Francis like, fuck it, it'll be without me. And they probably offered him less to fight somebody other than John upon his return. And he would probably get stripped of the title and all that shit. But I wish that Francis would have taken a two-fight deal, fought John, and maybe fought him in the rematch. Now, if you beat John Jones twice and you head out into the the market, you're a bigger star. You have more leverage. Mm -hmm. But Francis just won the title back against Stepe and beat Cyril basically on one knee. And that doesn't necessarily make you a huge star, right? It's just the way it is. No, that highlight reel is great, though. Yeah, but but, I mean, a highlight... highlight Highlight reel is a highlight reel. It's like, who gives a shit? Like, it doesn't give you enough leverage as a star when you want to step into the world of boxing. So, if like, if you want to fight, the Tyson Fury ship is sailed. Tyson Fury is absolutely, I don't think he's considering that fight at all right now. No. Like, he's looking at the Usyk fight, and then he's like, well, who can I make more money fighting? And let's be honest here. And I ask you, who who would make more money fighting? Francis Ngannou or a fourth fight with Deontay Wilder? Like, if Deontay were to smoke a- Andy Ruiz and then beat up Anthony Joshua, let's just say those two things happen. Fury Wilder 4 or Fury Ngannou? What's the bigger fight? No, I mean, fight?
1: Fury Wilder 4 by a mile, right? Like, Fury just knows maybe I can get a Saudi bag for what equates to an exhibition because there's a whole different level of even getting someone to, or sanctioning body to sanction that fight, right? Like, F- Floyd and Connor was a perfect storm of, like, some weird shit and probably some money-changing hands in the background. Because a guy with a zero zero record took on a guy with a 49 and 0 record in a professional boxing match. Like, we haven't seen that since at all. We, we've seen exhibitions between people, we haven't seen that discrepancy since. So, it's been exhibitions against Francis where he pepper him up, maybe knock him out. He wouldn't get knocked out. A lot of people have power. Those gloves are really big in boxing compared to MMA. You got to land very precise, and even then people get an eight count. There's yeah. there's no way there's no way Francis Ngannou can out-technique and out-box a top 10, top 15 boxer in the world at a heavyweight. Yeah. So now That's people right. are just saying his only way to win is by knocking people out like he does in MMA. In MMA, you could jump on him, you ground a pound, you do a lot of different shit. There's none of that in boxing. Even if you catch him flush once, they get a full eight count, 10 you go the bell might save them shorter rounds they can go back to their corner regroup you got to do it again Nah. like it it makes it be an exhibition money grab a uh, stay busy fight while other people are fighting it doesn't work anymore it just
2: doesn't Here, here's what i think is going to happen i think francis is going to sign with the PFL.
1: oh yeah and I'm, I think- I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's and well, that's not because- inside information but like where else
2: yeah, but you know, Bell, like nobody really has any heavyweights to deal with them, right? But I know PFL has the money, especially with like this new Jake Paul deal, and they'll give Francis the leverage that he desperately wants. They'll let Francis box and come back. They won't care. There's the shields fights in the PFL. They need to build that brand significantly, and Francis will be the one that helps them build. They will never catch the UFC unless something drastically changes with the UFC, but Francis will get paid to fight in the PFL. He'll get to go box, be a free agent and go box. And he'll come back to the MMA. And then whenever his deal's done, if the UFC feels like calling him again, he'll be there. It's like the WWE. It's like, "Ah, I can go somewhere. I'll come back and I can make more money elsewhere. And I'll come back. I think that's, what's going to happen. Bellator could put out an offer, but I I figure Francis is like, what am I going to do? Fight fucking Ryan Bader. Like, mm, I'll probably kill that little man. You know, if Ryan Bader beats Fedor, it doesn't really help Ryan Bader that much. But I, I do know they'll offer him the platform. You could fight on CBS, which is kind of a big deal. If they could figure that out with CBS and Showtime and basically say, okay, Francis, you can fight this fight in Bellator. And then here comes PBC and is like, all right, you could fight Andy Ruiz, whoever the fuck you want to fight. Like, and we'll pay you a boatload of money. I think he'll get paid. I think he'll he'll do well. I just wish that he could have had more leverage by beating John Jones first. And then going to the negotiation tables like I beat the best fighter in the world. I deserve this money. Yeah. I want to change the game. You have but exponentially
1: stands, more leverage if you beat. Jones.
2: Yeah. As it stands right now, I hate it for both. I hate it for both sides. I hate how the UFC dealt with him, and I hate the Francis kind of going out into the wild, thinking he's a bigger star than he is.
1: Yeah, just MMA is just not built like that. And I understand PFL is doing a lot of different things, right? Like Jake Paul talked about. How their pay per view model is like 50 50 splits on what you earn if you're getting pay per view points there and everything. Like, that's huge. If you can sell like a Jake Paul, and we'll see what and how that looks when he gets to MMA and who they match him up with. Like, Jake Paul can't fight Dylan Dennis in MMA. No. He's losing. Right. Like, that's like yeah. people say whatever the hell they want about Dylan Dennis. Once it's hits the
2: ground, it's over. Uh, who knows if Dylan can even get on the ground? We saw that man striking. I mean, I guess you got to stuff a take that. I, it's a
1: treat. But, like, I don't, I don't even know how you match people up in MMA compared to boxing because you got to give him, like, a novice, like a 0 and 0 person. Like, I mean, there's no more CM Punk's. I, I, I don't know. It's a flawed experiment. CM Punk would have been better off boxing than MMA. Maybe he could have nah, lasted nah, a needs- fight or two.
2: You got a smoke. He would have got smoked in boxing. You saw that man's hands. I don't know. He like he have got killed. Him versus Gib before Gib got good. Yeah, like, I mean it's it, it's tough. Like for, listen, for it would have been tough sledding, but but I'm
1: not talking. About get what, put him in there with Salt Poppy or someone like crazy with hands. But damn Salt Poppy. Salt Poppy got hands, by the way. Salt Poppy is the truth. Um, yeah, no, nah, it's hard to find these people MMA. Like what novices are just in MMA?
2: Oh, they they'll find somebody in the gym somewhere. they they can go to extreme couture right now and pull a guy out and be like, You wanna fight Jake Paul? Yeah, but even some of those motherfuckers are really good. Yeah, but I mean, look, it is what it is. I mean Jake 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 will figure it out. He's fine. Francis is the one we gotta worry about right now. Like Francis is the guy who's he's gone. He's gone. He he told the UFC, fuck you, and I'm out. And <laughs> Dana, you know, Dana immediately retorts to what he usually retorts to. He's scared to fight. He don't want to fight nobody. That's a lie. <laughs> as soon as you come saw on, that man. quote, you were like, what? Yeah, I like, get the fuck out of here. Like, come on, man. Like, Francis just fought. He fought A twice. He fought Cyril Ghan. He fought Derek Lewis. He fought. He beat up on Curtis Blaze. Like, who does Francis not want to fight? John Jones? He definitely wants to fight John Jones. So who's left? Stop lying, Dana. The money was like the the deal wasn't the deal that Francis wanted and now you guys let him go, let him go and I just hope that the market for heavyweights opens up a little bit more we could see some heavyweights go to the PFL or one or wherever so Francis can have somebody to fight cuz that's the biggest challenge in MMA is to find somebody to fight that people go oh that's a good fight there's nobody out there right now for Francis to fight
1: No it's goes to Bellator maybe you can get like
2: it's Bader. That's it. Bader. He's the champ. Like, he's fighting Fedor next month. I, I, I'm really thinking Fedor is going to win that. Like, I don't know. MMA, Fedor got smoked the last time he fought. I don't think did. much is going to change. He
1: did. I don't know. Yeah, MMA don't know. has weird storylines. So maybe, maybe that could happen. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's Bader. I don't know who PFL has in their heavyweight division. But I would argue he runs through everyone there.
2: There's no argument. And if there's a tournament.
1: It's
2: an easy mill in the pocket. Yeah. Well, Plus he ain't doing to no tournament. Francis signs. He's fight. He's signing a deal. Where he's going to pay the buttload of money to fight one fight at a time. He ain't in no goddamn tournament. He's no, absolutely not. Uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. But now the heavyweight division's back to being open again, and now we got a fight in March with the return of John John, John. Bones Jones versus Cyril Gaon. What,
3: what did Gunn I tell was- you?
2: What did I tell you? What's I crazy told you this fight going to happen.
1: The only thing you missed is you missed it by two weeks. Yep, Because you said London, because gone is from France. You sell a ton of tickets. Two weeks. You were two weeks away from a perfect prediction. But I was like, there's so many other people to fight. Like, what? Curtis Blades is there. All this stuff. What are you talking about, Cyril Gone. Nope. Right on, right on the money. So, it's Cyril Gone and headlining here at T-Mobile. First... We could talk about how T-Mobile broke the story and not anyone oh else. God. They started putting up the graphics outside of T-Mobile and went crazy viral.
2: That, Dana's that, just
1: like T-Mobile dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> like
2: between th- that, that is wild. Cause not T-Mobile and the UFC. Somebody somebody's head had to roll for that one. That that wasn't just that's not your average mistake. Because somebody had to send the graphic. And then somebody's like, oh, let's just test this. On the Las Vegas Strip, and hope nobody notices. Like, what the fuck are you doing? But then, I guess that's how we're announcing fights now. All right. I thought it was a Photoshop job at first. I was like, he's got to be Photoshop. And then I saw the video, and I was like, from two different angles. I was like, you got to be kidding me.
1: <laughs> I was like, they really did that. Really jumped the gun. I go, oh well. Um, no, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's good to have that part of the UFC drama behind us, like. When will John fight? Will he fight again? This does not guarantee he makes it to that fight. No, not at all. You know my opinion of John Jones in Las
2: Vegas. Yeah, you got to keep him, keep him away. This never ends well. I don't know how do they put him back here. Hey, the motherfucker's got to weigh in in New Mexico, right? Like, he can't oh. even do the weigh-in in Vegas. Like, he's got to stay no. his <laughs> ass wherever he's at until the until the fight. He has, to, he has to get off the helicopter like Charlotte did at WrestleMania and then go straight to the ring. Like Let's that's head. what John's got. to He got to stay away from Vegas, man. And then bounce right after. Don't oh, yeah. no
1: hotel, no party. There's no after party. Nah. No hell. No. No. <laughs> like everyone does the sponsored after parties. Dog. We no. Will, it'll be sponsored by like Cocaine
2: you. Bear. It'll be sponsored by Cocaine Bear. The movie and shit. <laughs> we will pay you to
1: leave the club. How much? How much the club paying you to party?
3: I'm gonna yeah. double that
1: to take your ass home, John. What? Home? Mm-mm. Don't Mm-mm. don't. Don't pass, go. Don't collect $200. Nothing. Go home. Because, yeah, there's no way, no way John Jones does anything besides show up, weigh in, fight, go home. Yep. Because everything else is a risk with John Jones in Las Vegas. That being said, I think he wins. Francis out wrestled Cyril with one knee. And a very shaky wrestling background. Yep. John Jones at 205 has better wrestling skills. He's not going to forget how to wrestle as a heavyweight. That's a lot more weight to throw around. If John is smart, he will not stand with a kickboxer and he will take him down, wrestle him, and submit him because John has a very unique set of skills old John Jones was very stubborn and always said, I'm going to beat you at your game. Let's not do this. You've been out too long. Go in there, your game, get the win.
2: Yeah. This is a very winnable fight for John, but it's also a difficult fight. The reason they didn't go with Curtis Blaze is Curtis Blaze is much bigger and is a tremendous wrestler. And John doesn't need to deal with that. Uh, you could put anybody else on this list and it's not as appealing as Cyril Ghan. I know the steep, fight had been lingering for a while, my assumption is that they couldn't come to a deal because Stipe just wanted a different contract for the John fight. I'm I'm pretty certain. No insider. I didn't talk to anybody, but I'm pretty certain. They offered Steve the fight, and Stevie was like, on this contract? Fuck you. Yeah, and they, they, they moved on. Like, there ain't no, no. way. Nope. But Cyril, him versus John is, is a great matchup because, like you mentioned, it's the kickboxer. Well, the kickboxer's got dynamite in his hands and feet. Yep. John hasn't fought in three years which will be the intriguing storyline about this fight. You move up on a whole new weight class with a whole new body. You haven't fought in three years. You're kind of out of your, depending on how you look at it, you're out of your physical prime in a sense. Like you're entering your mid-30s, but in MMA it's always different. Yeah, But for you to be, to challenge Cyril Gunn, it's a, it's a tough fight. And I wouldn't be surprised if John got knocked out. Like it wouldn't surprise me one bit. If Cyril smoked John, I'd be like, eh, that's how it goes. I think John's going to win. As you mentioned, I think the wrestling's too much. I think John in a bigger weight class with a threat, you know, he's got like, it's not Dominic Reyes, who I think John thought he'd beat. It's not like Tiago Santos who John thought he'd beat. I think John's looking at Cyril Gon is like, this motherfucker's tough. And if he's got his back against the wall, that's when John's kind of at his best. So he's not stagnant. He's not complacent. He's trying to become the heavyweight champion of the world. So I think he'll win this fight, but it's a hell of a matchup. It's the, it's the matchup that makes the most sense. T-Mobile will be rocking that week. Oh yeah, if the the fight week's going to be hell because the conversation to John Jones, like the interviews and everything, is just going to be over the top and ridiculous. And everybody's going to keep their eye on John. It'll be kind of like when Ronda came back, and everybody just talked about Ronda, and people forgot about. Oh yeah, there's going to be no serial questions at all. No, but but nah, we'll see, we'll see. I, I like this match a lot. It's it's a it's the best possible matchup in the heavyweight division. It's funny because Cyril's like, oh, shit, I can become the heavyweight champion again. Like, that's kind of how he looks at it. And the winner, if it's John or if it's Cyril, you still have fresh matchups. Neither of them have fought Stepe. No. If Stipe decides to come back, right? There are fresh matchups in the heavyweight division for both of them. But I think John Jones will be the heavyweight champion of the world. And then it'll just be a matter of, can he keep his nose clean literally and figuratively?
1: uh easier said than done and again the uh, the hardest part is for the ufc side of it it's like yo if this guy is your champion now you're you really got to pay attention to him 24 7 as your champion because you've stripped him twice already i think it's 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 very volatile to hand over your heavyweight division to this guy Give him an eight fight contract do not know his record like out of the octagon, you don't you don't remember any of it. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out.
2: Um, you know, wait, hold on. You UFC. know what the fun part about this is, and the A fight deal, and some of the Francis and guy touched on, and some of the, the Muhammad Ali like would change. The, the USC has no transparency, right? They don't have to tell you anything. John Jones's contract could be whatever the fuck. We have no idea, right? They don't have to be transparent about nothing. When Francis talked about. With Brock Lesnar made, he was like, do we really know what he made? Because we don't. They disclose the person. They put on bonuses and all this shit. It's undisclosed. You don't know. There's really no bar to set it up against. Whereas in boxing, you know what the fighters are making. You know what the no. guarantee is. MMA is not that. So John's got an A5 deal. I have no idea what this man is making. Lord like, knows how they got to Connor's 30 mil or
1: whatever we he We have no
2: idea. So Francis is coming to the table. Like, How do you negotiate when you have nothing... Imagine the NFL, the Lamar Jackson deal, without knowing the design Watson deal was out there. Yeah, like, yeah. like what about we the Ross deal. Yeah, like how do you know what to pay? Like that, that, that is something that I've always hated about the UFC. And again, the Ali Act would change that. But it's like you're pitting fighters, leaving them out in the wild, and just telling them, "Figure it the fuck out," because we ain't going to tell you. Like that's impossible business. John could be getting paid ten million a fight. We would have no idea. He could be getting paid too. Exactly. No idea. We no. don't know how his his contract would move. Like he would have to literally show us his contract. But then, even if he did, there's all those non-disclosed funds, yeah. and we don't like we have no idea. We have no clue who these fucking guys are. Pay per view
1: to. points, and then they have to disclose the pay per view points, so you get enough paid off of that. Who knows? Who knows? Before we hit the break and recap last weekend's fights. Give our predictions for this weekend. Edward Usman is official for the main event in London. We talked about it when it was rumored. Now the co main, Gechi versus Faziv, that card is shaping up to be a really good card. Yeah. The, ooh, and the, the London Gaethje. crowd is crazy. Probably get yeah. Patty on it.
2: Ah, fuck Patty Pimblett. <laughs> oh, hey, man, the man's he's gonna lose, be. man. He's he's that's he's fine, so... but what'd he do to you? Of course he's gonna lose. I don't like how P- Patty's been carrying the UFC flag and waving it and like going at Ariel and going at people like, Oh, you don't know. Like, dog, stop.
1: Yeah, was one of the,
2: Arrow was one of the first people to champion Patty Pimblett And the yeah. man turned on him because everybody become a bootlegger for Dana White. Once they signed with the company, they just become bootleggers. So fuck Patty Pimblett man. And he's not that good. Let's just be real. He's just not that good. Anyway, for Z versus Gaethje though, fucking banger. That's oh, crazy. Woo. Because Fazeev is really good, right? And we got to find out, like, yeah, what's left with Justin Gaethje? Is he still the same guy? Because he's going to get hit. Yep. There's no doubt about that. Does he react to these the punches and kicks the same? Does he still mow down the competition? That's For a co-main event, that's a tremendous and a violent fight. And it's frustrating because then you, the rest of the card goes, fuck, there goes our bonus. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: you know what's getting the bonus. And yeah. that that's going to be an amazing main event. But
2: you know who's getting the bonus. Yeah, like you know, Gaethje. Whenever Gaethje shows up, just hand over the money. Like, just hand it over. Just you got to create a separate purse for Justin Gaethje. <laughs> why? Why no, no, so just Gaethje. pay him more? Just pay him well, more, or you know, yeah. he's gonna deliver. Well, I mean, if there's anybody who deserves the BMF title, it's Justin Gaethje. Oh yes. Like Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier, are the two guys who, fight. and they're in the same fucking weight class. They'll fight anybody, and they never give us a bad fight ever. It's impossible. It's impossible. Now the main event. On the other hand, yeah, I mean the last time we saw these guys, Kamara Usman dominated a fight for four four rounds, four minutes in like eight 24 seconds. Twenty four minutes, <laughs> and then, <laughs> then he died. Yep. I, I think Kamara wins the rematch. I don't think he falls asleep at the wheel. I think he's a better fighter than Leon Edwards. He's got more ways to win. Just like I said the first time, but now he knows the threat is there. Like, oh, can't Does get he hit kicked this time.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. what does that
2: do to you after you've been knocked out cold? I don't, I, don't, I do not know, especially when you've never been knocked out before, and yeah. you got knocked out cold. Like, could become a better fighter, but I think, some people I say that you
1: like, never recovers.
2: Yeah, I think Leon's a damn good fighter. I just think the rematch if Camaro wrestles and Kamaru does what Kamaru usually does, I think he beats Leon in a rematch, probably by decision. Although a part of me says he's going to try to knock him out. A part of me says Kamara is trying to Let's get get it revenge. back. Yep, he's going to try to get it back. That could leave him open to getting knocked yeah. out. His best
1: bet is to wrestle and choke him out if you want to finish him. Um, work on your subs. Your wrestling's already there. Don't drill a bunch of punches and combos to knock his ass out. Submission, submissions, submissions, jujitsu, submissions, and you tap him by, I don't know, something weird. Give him a Darce choke or a Von Flu choke. I don't know. Go go train with same proof. I don't know.
2: He, he ain't submitting Leon Edwards. I I don't see that coming. But he has a better that. chance of knocking him out. Because knocking him out, you're leaving yourself very open. He he could knock him out. Like, he could drop him and ground him and pound him. Like, there's ways oh, he could drop in this fight. It. My favorite part about this fight, though, is we ain't never got to hear Camaro talking about f- fighting Canelo ever again.
1: No, that's gone. That, sh- that ship him is and Canelo,
2: He said it, and then
1: the Canelo lost, he lost.
2: Yep, both of their asses lost. That was taboo. But what a jinx. I think... <laughs> I'm glad they got this fight booked It needed to happen. Um, we don't know what's going on with Colby Covington. Hansak Kamaev is just kind of hanging around. I know he wants to fight Colby or he wants to move to middleweight. And w- whatever Colby's doing, I don't know, man. You're going to let the division pass you by because Kamaev is sitting there right now. Like whoever he fights, he's getting the next title shot. So yeah. be you Colby, it could be somebody else. Don't, don't matter. He's getting that next title shot. So Colby should fight him, but I don't think he will. <laughs> It's going to be
1: interesting to see who fights the Wolf because, again, no one's stepping up, and then to see where that leads. We're heading to a break, so we come back. We talk about the fights that happened last weekend real quick, then give our predictions for this weekend's UFC 283 pay-per-view card. So you guys don't go anywhere. More MMA talk right after this. All right, everybody, we are back. Let's close this out with some Combat Sports MMA UFC last weekend. Strickland versus above main event. Dre Strickland stepped in short notice, and we'll go to kind of down the card a little bit this way. You said this will be it. He's on a slide. Yeah. You went 25 minutes on short notice to pick up the win.
2: Yeah, and he looked good. You know, basically fighting a light heavyweight. Uh, look strong. That forward pressure was—I didn't expect it to break Immobile the way that it did, but it, it did. I still don't I think, think so was also a,
1: 11 pounds bigger than Immobile.
2: He was—he he was huge, right? Like he was huge. a giant dude. <laughs>
0: huge.
2: Um, I thought Immobile would just be sharper, but over the course of 25 minutes, we got a guy that's that big who's barreling towards you. It's going to be kind of hard to keep him off if you don't have the power to do so, and Immobile couldn't do it. Strickland gets the win. I'm not thinking about what I said. I think, he, like, his next middleweight fight, he loses. I He's just really not that good. And I think the upper crust of the middleweight division is better than him. But it's good showing for him. Imov, you know, wasn't great for him.
1: It looked good, and it made me wonder, does Sean Strickland just stay at light heavy? Because he looked man. way better at light heavy than you have at middle.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's that's a tough one, because as the we talked about this thinner, weekend's card it's thinner but i think there's a lot of danger there like there is i think somebody like johnny walker who fights this week and probably knocks on strickland out at light Maybe. heavyweight i give him i give him a good shot against johnny walker but walker's not even in the top 10 in light heavyweight whereas strickland's like 7 as a middleweight
1: yeah but so, i give him a shot against yeah. him uh, jamal hill like probably knocks him out but i don't know i give him a shot there like i we see what happened to him against the upper crust of the middleweight division I think he can run it back several times. He's beating none of them, none of the top three there.
2: You're probably right. I mean, it, look, it's really up to Sean Strickland. But regardless, of fuck Sean Strickland, because he's an idiot, right? Like, did you man. see this interview with, with Ariel where he talked about yeah, yeah. being a beta? I and mean, then, you know, the stuff we talked about, black skin is like thick. Like, man, I need Sean to shut the fuck up. And no, I don't. keep His mask ain't slipping. He just ain't wearing one. Yeah. Like, he was just, just a bona fide douchebag. It is what it is.
1: Just him. Um, Dan Ige got the win that he needed by KO on Saturday, keeps it rolling. Knockout, and good statement by him. He needed that win. Una fought before him, he lost by TKO. Yeah, we're on an eight fight losing streak for guests on the corner podcast. So maybe we needed this week to reset. So we're starting kind of cleansing. Our, our, our luck for our guest on the show.
2: I don't even want to tell our next guest how, how many. <laughs> like, I don't like. I don't even share that information. It's like mm, break the streak. It. It's been like two months since we had a guest that won a fight. Shit, it's
1: been a while. And then Umar Namaga met off. first yeah. round
2: knockout. That he's good. He it ain't gonna be long for he gets the title shot. It won't be long. He might get one before the end of the year. The way this guy is rolling, It's just dominating. All of those weight classes, Yeah. like if you're 135
1: through 155, run because yeah. they're all all coming. So it, it's it's going to be a wild year, but great, great for him. Great showing there. Now moving on to two, 283 this weekend. The card is not that great, but I get it. It's in Brazil, given the crowds, a lot of people they know recognize. I think that's really smart. Going into this, the undercard fight that intrigues me most, Shogun Hua, I mentioned it earlier, the last active Pride fighter in the UFC. Like, Pride Japan.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus, man. He's on a two-fight losing streak. It's
1: fight 42 for him.
2: Yeah. It's crazy because he's still younger than Glover Teixeira. Right, <laughs> like, yes, like, he is. he's forty-one. Yeah, he still he's fighting a
1: twenty-six-year-old. Though that's not great.
2: No, it's not great. I mean, I, I don't even know Eropatery. Like, I have no idea how good this guy is. Me either, hey, but he's twenty-six. This. Yeah, that's all I know. That's all, that's I, all I, I
1: need know. to know. So it's but, like uh, I don't know. It's not many people get to leave with their hand raised. Many people no. leave. Battered bloody in the gloves on the On
2: the canvas You know what? I, you know, like looking at this card though You know obviously the undercard I think whenever they do a UFC in Brazil You know remember when you play like Street Fighter 2 And you fought Blanca and it would be like Brazil When like they would say that that's how they should have it all the time But I look at this card and I'm like Don't, the don't make me do a social media edit right now I would go find that
1: sound Yes find, find that sound
2: When you, right. you pick Blanca And it, it, it says Brazil and I always loved how I said it It should but, be when you see that on ESPN MMA
1: in the next two days, just know it stemmed from this conversation.
2: Yep, flag me. Uh but <laughs> the, the fight on this prelim that I'm surprised isn't on the ESPN ABC prelims is Terrence McKinney. McKinney's fighting on the early prelims. The guy's like, he's a maniac. He, like, I don't I I get it because the Brazil people, the Brazil guys are are all fighting on the ABC prelims but Terrence McKinney needs the limelight cuz that dude fights. He never has a bad fight. He kills people or be, yeah. he, he be killed. Been a guest on the podcast before. I don't I don't get it. He's fighting Ismail Bonfim and he should be higher up on this card. But whatever. Don't miss him. If you, if you're watching this card, do not miss Terrence McKinney.
1: No, always must watch. And then what do we have here first fight main card, Paul Craig versus Johnny Walker.
2: You know He's Not aforementioned Johnny fight. Walker. This is a funny... This is funny because... You know who Paul Craig beat? The guy who's in the main event. He's the last person to beat Jamal Hill. He did. He's opening the
1: card. Jamal Hill's like arm was all out. He tried beating Paul Craig with a, a limp arm.
2: Yeah. I, but that said, I love this fight. Because if... Dynamite Johnny Walker sh- shows up. He can knock out Paul Craig, but if he slips just for a minute, Paul's going to submit him. I'm going to pick Craig by submission, but I think, I think this is going to be a really good fight. Uh, both of them need. You Used to love Johnny Walker, I did. But Johnny did Walker has a, shit. he has a lot of lapses in his his uh, octagon IQ. He has a lot of lapses, and if he you can't afford to have a lapse to somebody like Paul Craig, who could knock you out or submit you. And Craig kind of needs this win because he's coming off a loss to Volk and he And he's looking up at the top of the car and he's like, I just beat that guy who's fighting for the title. I think Paul Craig squeezes this one out. But I, this could be just a really good fight because both of these guys, they like to strike. They're, they're good at submissions, even though Craig is better on the ground than Johnny Walker. I think Paul Craig just has a little bit more dimensions to his game to get the W.
1: Next up, Lauren Murphy versus Jessica Andrade. Bye, Lauren. <laughs> That's that quick. Yeah, Jessica and One, she has the most swag out of any fighter in the UFC. She's always swagged out. Love the way she dresses. Love the, the, the cut is always fresh. Jessica and just shows up like she's coming to kick ass every time. And that strength is hard to match, man. So Lauren Murphy, I feel like has been around forever in the game. Ca true vet. Only five losses. I feel like she's been around so long. Like, yo, you only got five losses. You're doing well for yourself. But 39 years old. It's time. Yeah, Jessica Josh is still just 31. She's entering her prime? Nah. Yeah. Sorry, Lauren.
2: Look, man. Lauren Murphy is kind of like somebody else who's on this card. Neil Magnet. Very serviceable. You got to beat her to get to the top. But she's beatable. But she's a litmus test for anybody in the division. And... You, Jessica Andrade is just too goddamn powerful. She's just, and it's it's strange because it's a flyweight fight, and, and you know Jessica was just at strawweight. I'm I'm kind of surprised about the weight class move, but nevertheless, I just think she's too strong. Now, look, Lauren Murphy is coming off a victory over Misha Tate, right? She's only lost to Valentina Shevchenko. She hadn't lost to anybody outside of u Eubanks in like it's like three or four years ago. Yeah, But Jessica Andrade is a former champion who I think could be a champion again. Like you just mentioned, she's 31 years old. Like the, the power in that little compact in, individual. And you talk about swag, man. She's going to have the tightest fade this weekend. Her fade is going to be the best. Oh, her fade is phenomenal every time. Her, her and her yeah. barber should get bonuses. But yeah. I, think, I think she's going to stop Lauren. It's only three rounds, so Lauren could survive. But I think she may stop Lauren Murphy. I think I mean, she may stop her. Lauren's recent fights, decision, split
1: decision, Joanne. Then she has Montefiore, unanimous decision. She won by submission between those. Andrea Lee, she got a split decision. Like a lot of split decisions mixed in here. Misha Tate was a unanimous decision.
2: I feel like you just got to bring a little more. You need a lot more. Jessica Andrade ain't going to stop coming. Like in order to beat Jessica Andrade, you need power to make her respect you. Right. Yep. Shevchenko power, Rose Namajunas power. If you're not sharp, she's just gonna run you over. And, and I think she... Lauren Murphy, as good as she is, she doesn't have the power to stop that train from running her over. That's she, why I think she's gonna stop her. She ain't a champion since 2016.
1: Jessica Andrade has only lost to champions: Joanna and Jacek, Wei Zhang, Rose Namajunas, Valentina Shevchenko. That's it. That's it. That's since it. 2016, those are the only people to beat her. You know what she does to everyone else? Amanda Limos. Submission victory. Cynthia Cavill, TKO victory. Kaitlyn Chukagian, TKO victory. Rosana Mounis, KO slam. Kovakevich, KO punches. She beats people up outside yeah. of that. No, <laughs> like, she ain't coming for no decision.
2: No, nah, man. She's, she's going to run over Lauren Murphy. But it's a good fight for Andrade because she needs somebody like Lauren Murphy.
1: Yeah. Next fight, Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny. Always like Gilbert Burns. Neil Magny's the ultimate gatekeeper. I say that in the nicest way when it comes to Neil yeah. Magny. Um, Gilbert Burns is higher than gatekeeper level. Gilbert's going to win this. Probably no, Gil- gonna He's going to choke Neil Magny out.
2: Listen, listen. Gilbert he he wins this however he wants. Gilbert Burns gave of hell. Like he did. Like a lot of people were like, man, how good is Kamai?" And Gilbert Burns gave him hell in that fight. Neil Magny doesn't have the power to keep Gilbert Burns off of him. He's long. He's rangy. He's disciplined, but Gilbert Burns is like a lawnmower, stocky, big, strong, powerful. Can take a punch. Lost to Kamara, lost to Kamaya. Ain't no shame in that. Neil Magny, he might stop Neil Magny again. That's the guy. And, and it's it's a weird fight because Neil, like Gilbert Burns, doesn't need to fight Neil Magny. It's a, it's a weird matchup because it's not like you need to pass Magny to prove. Like he's already been at the top. He already fought for the title. So this is just a fight to to get Brazil to get, see some blood. So, Gilbert Burns is going to stop Neil Magny. Yeah,
1: one hundred percent. I'm going sub. I can see it anyway. <laughs> any, any way he wants, he can get that stoppage real quick. This came in right now while we're recording. Co main for 285 with John Jones main eventing is Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso.
2: Damn, Alexa, it's funny, Alexa didn't even want this fight. <laughs> do you remember a post-fight <laughs> interview? She yeah. was just like, I might need one more, you yeah. know? And it's like, fuck, you really don't want to fight her? Yeah,
1: well, here it is. It is, and it's crazy, because that means no O'Malley co-main. Um, but I don't know what happens there. Like, is O'Malley too big to co-main now? Like, do they have to go main pay-per-view buys? If it's him, though? like, can that even be a, a co-main? No, absolutely not. Absolutely he, not. It has
2: to be an event, a card, right? So, well, well, you know, it could be a co It could be a co Like on a card like this, it could be a co Whatever Cejudo wants to come back for, though, he
1: left because of money. They're gonna pay him more to come back. You might have to justify it with that being a main
2: event. Well, you know what's funny though? Do do they have to pay Cejudo more? I think Cejudo sat on the bench and they realized, like, <laughs> fuck, man, I'm broke. I gotta come back and fight. And the UFC is like, same deal. Here you go. The I, division like, got better. The division yeah, it, got better. We'll the, talk about he, that the next fight on this card. Yeah, Cejudo didn't leave, and the UFC was like, ah, oh, fuck, what are we going to do with that Henry Cejudo? They was like, all right, bye, motherfucker. And then now he's he's been sitting around talking shit for, like, how many years now? Two? Three? He's been chilling with Tyson. I know it's it's like, been a while. You, you've been sitting on the bench all this time, and now it's like you overvalued yourself because we all knew you weren't done. We knew you were coming back. You know who else knew you weren't, weren't done? The UFC. Dana Hunter Campbell... They have the con- They have the contract, and they just changed the date on the contract, the year. Same deal, buddy. So I don't think he's going to pay a ton more. Um, the O'Malley-Sahudo fight, I- I- I'm sure what it is, they're trying to figure out what's going on with Aljo right now and if it'll be for interim title or what the fuck is going to be for. Um, it could still end up on this card. I doubt it. But, hey, it's Valentina Sertango. I'm always here to watch Valentina kill people. And I oh, think yeah. <laughs> she's, I think she's in a bad mood. I think she's in a bad mood, and poor Alexa Grasso is going to be in the way.
1: That last fight had to have left a bad taste in her mouth. Absolutely. Co, Co-main here talking about uh, division Celulo left flyweight didn't leave her for dead. Davison Figueroa versus Brandon Moreno four, four. Jeez. The last time Davidson Figueroa fought someone not named Brandon Moreno, he was thirty-two years old. He's thirty-five and a half, damn near thirty-six. This is insane. It's a three year long training camp and fights
2: for the same guy. I, Dog, these guys are just kind of made for each other.
1: Yep. I I see Davison
2: winning. I think he's just a better finder. but you never know with Brandon. Well, I mean, Brandon went out there and stopped Kai Kaikara France with a body kick. And it's the only fight, like these two have fought nothing but each other. Except but, that fight. Except that fight. <laughs> And I thought maybe Moreno sees a different opponent and it's a letdown. No, he fucking ran him over. He looked great. But I think Davidson, now that he's got his weight under control, I think, I think this this fourth fight, I think we're having another barn burner. Um, I'm going to pick Figgy. I'm not terribly confident in that choice (laughs) because I think, I just, the way Moreno looked in that last fight, I was like, man, he looks really fucking good. And it's hard to break down this fight because it's the same breakdown I've had for like the last three times they fought each other. Scramble, striking, um, pressure. We talked about Davison's size. Davidson's got, it seems like he's got the weight under control. We talked about Moreno's speed. And they've shown every facet of the game in all three of these other fights. And now we're getting a fourth one. And it could be completely different. But I, I, right now, I'm just going to pick Figgy because he squeezed out that last victory. I think he's bigger. I still think he has a little bit more power. Hopefully that 35 age doesn't change him in terms of if he can wear a punch like he used to but i think he pulls this one off
1: yeah i don't think 35 is that old even though they say it's easier to grow old gracefully in the heavier divisions than it is these lighter divisions like father yeah. time seems to attack the lighter divisions at a crazy pace just right cut through. is
2: different the weight cut is different when you're heavier not as difficult to cut weight yeah. you to move up right yep yeah. Lighter weights, you're trying to shave that weight. That weight cut is a lot more difficult. I mean, shit, as you know, once you enter your 30s, trying to lose 10 pounds now versus trying to lose 10 pounds when you're like 22, completely different story. 22, you you wake up, you'd be like, I'm not going to drink for a week. You drop like 15 pounds. Right. Now now, you you eat some bread and you gain four pounds. You're like, what the fuck? So like the way you wear your weight is different. So it never is kind of the smaller waist, but I think Figgy's going to be all right in this fight.
1: Yeah, I, I think he still has some some time left in his prime. And then we have Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill, main event. The lightweight, light heavyweight wants a champion, man. They they had a full ass-made event and didn't <laughs> crown a champion. And then they said, you know what? Neither of you, neither of you get the shot. Two new people just burning through the rankings to get a champion. Um, Yeri seems to be on the mend. Glover is here. I guess against someone where he deems it seems like he was okay with fighting a striker. He's like, yo, I'll take a, yeah. a striker on late notice. I'm not fighting someone who has a crazy Russian wrestling background. No, like, I'm not doing right. that. Shit,
2: <laughs> no, so. I'm too old for that shit, dog. Like, I'm not ch- changing my training camp. I'm 43. I'm not changing my training camp in a week and a half to fight Uncle I when I prepared for Jan. No, but Jamal Hill, there's no threat for a takedown here. I don't have to worry about that shit. At all. Zero. Straight up striking. It's like Straight fighting here. Straight striking match.
1: Easier than fighting here. Just a striking yeah. match. Just how good is Jamal Hill striking and is Father Time really set in against Glover to share? Is, is Father Time ready to win against Glover? Glover winning at home. Great moment. I, I think that would be a great story. I mean, the man has 41 fights, only eight losses. It's fucking nuts. He's forty three years old. Jamal Hill is going to win this. Jamal Hill. First time we talked to him, um, I interviewed him at Dana White Contender Series, but we talked to him on this show. He was very open about one. He was here to fight John Jones and be the first man to to defeat John Jones, but to do so, he studied John ever since he got into sport. Since he wanted to do it, it was all about beating John Jones, all about studying John Jones. He's striking, everything he does is very similar. He just doesn't have the wrestling background. But the way he fights, the handout, everything is a mimic of John Jones. He must have watched the Glover John fight a million times in his life. There's something to that for me. It's he has a different blueprint because he's tried to be John, to beat John for so long. And Glover. There's a lot fighting in Brazil, a lot of pressure, a lot of other shit. It's supposed to be the storybook. I think Jamal Hill gets the, the knockout. Give me a second round knockout,
2: Jamal Hill. God, dude. I've been going back and forth on this fight as I do with old Glover fights because I'm just waiting for Father's time to say, hey, man, fuck you. You're done. And I picked Glover to beat Yuri and damn near happened. And Yuri choked him out. What the fuck? <laughs> One of the craziest finishes of fight of the year last year. 43-year-old in a fight of the year, right? That's insane. Glover's got a couple of things going for him against Jamal Hill. Power. Power never leaves Glover to Just doesn't. He's old, but that that no matter how much he slows down, he'll still have power. But the other thing, which will be the biggest factor, if Glover finds a way to get this fight to the mat, it is over. That's it. I don't think Jamal Hill is good enough on the ground to deal with we Glover to share his pressure cuz Jamal Hill's rarely on the ground the last time he was on the ground i believe where he spent a, a lot of time on the ground was paul craig and he got knocked out after he almost got submitted glover's got a chin still as well right he took yes. a lot of shit from yuri like he a took a lot, of, lot of
1: damage a lot it, it
2: was a, it was a lot i i don't know man the longer the fight goes i'm starting to favor jamal hill Strange to say, because, you know, he's not the veteran. He's not used to 25-minute fights. But I think Glover's old. And I think if Glover's going to get the job done, he's got to do it in two. Because if not, that means he spent a lot of energy, like he did with Yuri, and he has nothing left in the later rounds, which means those takedown attempts become a lot slower. The entry is a lot slower. Your hands start to come down. You don't want to do that with Jamal Hill. I don't think Jamal Hill's as powerful as Yuri, but I think as a fight wears on, the opportunities to stop somebody are going to be there. You saw what he did to Tiago Santos. Jamal Hill just annihilated him. In the fourth round. I'm going to pick. Oh, God. I'm going to pick Glover. This might be my last time picking Glover. This might be his <laughs> last time fighting. I'm going to pick Glover by second round submission. I think he's going to find a way to get this fight to the mat and beat him. But, man, if it goes any longer than that. It's gonna be. I don't think he'll last past the third round with Jamal Hill. If he can't get the job done, he, he starts the tire show a little wear and tear, Jamal Hill's going to jump on him and beat the shit out of him. He's got to get him out of there early.
1: I think his gas tank's better than Jamal's. I think Jamal got to win in the first two because it goes longer than that. I, I think Glover's gas tank, like we saw against Yuri, that was the fifth round he got sucked. And he almost knocked out Yuri in the fourth. Yuri was dead gone. They were dead tired dead tire late in the oh. third. Jamal doesn't even have that gas tank to get that long. Well, here's the thing. If it gets to the third, it's Glover's world, and he's in hell.
2: If if the fight gets to the third round, in my mind, it means that that Glover wasn't able to execute. That's why I feel like it gets to the third round. With Yuri, the threat of the striking was such a danger that we all underestimated Yuri's ground game. We all, like... Rightfully so. Like we never saw him on the ground. We all underestimated his ability to get up in his ground game. And Glover was just out of gas at that point. He got submitted because he was tired. He didn't get submitted because a better jujitsu practitioner beat him. I think if Jamal Hill's hanging around the third match, it, it means he dealt with everything Glover had, and he's still hanging here. Yeah. That that's why I think if, if if we get past two rounds, I think Jamal Hill is going to look. I don't want to look like Adesanya and Pereira in a sense. But if the guy's here, he's still deadly. Jamal, he, I think every the speed will still be there, the power will be there. Glover is the one who will drastically slow down as the fight progresses. But I'm picking, I think Glover's, I think he has a good shot at getting him out there in two. Like his top his top control is very heavy, too. So we'll see. We'll true, see. But I'm true Gover.
1: 50 50 fight. It's, yeah. it's a toss up, going to be a good card, leading to more good cards to come. Because again, we talked about John Jones, we talked about, I mean, two pay per views in March. Like, you go from John Jones' deb- or debut at heavyweight and return to the UFC to kick off March. And then two weeks later, you're in London for a rematch of, of one of the most just exciting and out of the blue finishes we've seen in a UFC title fight. Like the London crowd is always nuts. The UFC is rolling into this year. And there's still so much more to come. There's so many more exciting matchups. So many. I mean, next month we have a champ champ battle. And and that's yeah, why. We do. I d- almost forgot. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Islam versus Volkanovski. No clue who I'm picking there yet. So I, I want to go Islam. I don't even know. Volk is a beast. So it's so many good matchups. That's why Dana can tell people yo, you want money or you want to walk?
2: Yeah.
1: Because he has plenty of options. It's one hell of a time to be a fan of MMA. We'll see how this all plays out. In the meantime, though, we appreciate you all for listening. Make sure you check out our boxing and pro wrestling shows still to come this week, Thursday and Friday, respectively. We appreciate you all. Make sure you guys follow us on social media at corner podcast underscore Twitter, corner club for life on Instagram, corner podcast on YouTube, revamping our social media process as we speak. So you guys are going to get tons of clips, tons of interview clips, all that stuff out all the time, constantly pushing on social media. I am this close to finishing that. You probably get a couple of clips from this one. Got everything looking right. So thank you guys for bearing with us. Share those as you see them. We appreciate you all. Can't wait to start 2023 on a better note and get the podcast really ramped up and taken to the next level. We appreciate you all. Until next time, we're out. Peace.